Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to get behind the inner walls that people have put up in their professional lives and provide the exact support needed so that they can step into their greatness. So I am super excited to introduce Lauren Young Durbin. Now, Lauren is a career change coach who helps women who are unfulfilled in their current career positions to discover their next career path and define success on their terms. Now, she offers career assessments, review and rewriting of resume and LinkedIn profiles, and most importantly, one-on-one -on -one coaching, one-on-one -on -one career coaching, which serves as her main platform to help her clients gain confidence and grow their self-worth. And she provides support and accountability as well as works with her clients to create and implement an actionable plan to figure out what they want to do next and how to start the process of pursuing their next opportunities. Well, welcome, Lauren. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. And, you know, I just love how you're helping women to really demystify and, and find that meaningful and fulfilling career. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Great. My specialty is really working with women who are mid-career, uh, like I was before I switched to coaching full-time, uh, because there are things that women who have already been through careers, sometimes multiple careers are going through that people are just starting out or people who are looking to retire don't necessarily face or have faced. Right, right, um, right. Um, one of the things I've noticed was that when I work with younger women, um, they their, their main obstacle is the number of opportunities. The world is open. They can do so many things. And with yeah. women who are mid-career, it's the opposite. They kind of decided their story. They're this. They can't be that because they've been this and this is what they're good at. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. it's interesting to see the differences between the different generations and where people are in their careers. Right. And those inner beliefs and those, those walls that we talked about that you're so adept at helping people break through. So yeah, I love that. Well, Lauren, so I'm curious, you know, exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Uh, there were two tipping points. The one that got me started thinking about becoming a coach happened a decade or so ago. And that was when I had not so great uh, 
experience with a career coach of my own. So like I can do better than this. <laughs> and the second most recent uh, tipping point was when I had my sons, they're 18 months old. I have two twin boys. I guess they're twins. So they're two of them. Right, <laughs> right. And I realized that it was fun. It was time to start kind of diddling around and really focus on what I truly want to do. Cause I wanted them to have that as an inspiration and a role model, like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You can't follow your dreams. Even if it's different than what you thought it was going to be. So that was really important to me still is. Right. Yeah. Just having that inner integrity with, well, I'm not going to be able to really tell them to follow their dreams. If I'm sitting here doing something I don't like. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Feeling that sense of um, leadership within self to be that, that role model for these little guys. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that takes a lot of vision and, and courage, obviously having <laughs> twin boys, that's a whole lot of work. And then to have the desire on top of that to start a business. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. So putting the pieces together. So if your boys are 18 months old, so you, I guess, started your coaching practice about a year and a half, two years ago, correct? I actually, I started it about first generation of it about 10 years ago. And the most recent one about five years ago, I just really started focusing on in the last year or so. Got it. Okay. So you've had several different iterations of coaching. So, so tell me a little bit about that. How has your business mission or vision evolved over the course of this past decade? I really narrowed my focus. Um, when I first started coaching, I'm like, I'm going to be a personal finance coach. And then I thought, well, th- I'm just interested in personal finance. I don't necessarily want to coach people on it. <laughs> and then I moved to general career uh, coaching. And I realized what I, really in- I was really interested in was helping people move to a different career that they really want to move to. And, and I had uh, clients, men, both men and women, clients and I realized I really like working with women <laughs> so I was just getting near that that triangle upside down triangles getting nearer and nearer mm-hmm. and then from there it became all right I really like working with mid-career women who are really having a hard time visualizing and figuring out what they want to do next mm, um right so it's now I'm at the little, I think I'm at the little point. Who knows? I can get even nearer I guess. Terrific. So yeah, it really sounds like, um, well, these are all different levels of coaching people in terms of career strengths, you know, professional, personal finance, I guess is a little bit out of the, out of the box a bit, but still it relates to their, their career, you know, generating income, uh, but really narrowing your scope to working with the people that that really bring you that sense of fulfillment. That's what I, that's what I'm hearing. And which is so important is to team up and support the people that you really resonate with and can feel what they're going through in terms of their frustrations and, and roadblocks. So yeah, I love that. Well, besides this evolution of just narrowing down your focus, have there been any major roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way and in building your coaching practice? I would say the two biggest ones are, um, I had a full-time job. (laughs) Right. Full-time job and the twins. (laughs) Full-time job and twins and trying to build a business. Right. And run the house. 
Yes, that too. Oh my yes, goodness. And a mastiff on top of And a mastiff. That's the dog, yes. right? A large horse-like dog. Yes. A <laughs> so burble. Yeah. Full-time job, new newly born twins, at least at this last version of your coaching practice. And um uh, a, a large dog and running the household and, and, and you still had 24 hours in a day, right? You haven't figured out how to <laughs> add an extra 10, just checking. Yeah, I wish <laughs> if I knew how to do that, I would, I, and yeah. I, I, I would share the secret. That would be my, business. I was going to say, then you'd be doing a different kind of coaching. So, um, well, can you share maybe a, a technique that you use in order to manage all these demands and responsibilities? Cause each one is huge. You can't really say, okay, sorry, little guys. Um, can you just take care of yourselves for the next four hours while I go and do this? <laughs> so right. somehow you managed to, to cover all the bases. So can you share maybe a technique that you've used? I would say my two biggest things that help me, and I always advise people are delegating and deleting. Mm. <laughs> I am not good at everything, despite what I tell myself. And I figured out what I needed to do personally and what I'm actually good at and things I could um, get a freelancer to do. Um, I'm very, very incredibly fortunate and lucky that my mom lived with us so she can watch the boys while I was working full time. And now I do my coaching during that same time. So I've been incredibly fortunate and lucky with that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the deleting part, it's really... I no longer have a giant to-do list, super long to-do list. I have, what's the one thing I need to get done today? And then anything after that, I only have one or two other things, but it's just one thing I need to get done today. It has mm -hmm. to be a one thing. It can't be a project. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that makes me feel so accomplished and to sleep at night. And also, um, this isn't a delegating or deleting, but I, I make sure to do some self-care every night. Um, it's only like five minutes. I try, I read every day and on my Kindle. And um, what keeps me going is that they have a, um, a track record, like a streak. And I've been reading for 71 weeks straight. So Wow, that's great. That keeps yeah. me going. That, that provides uh, the guardrails and the motivation to keep it going. You don't want to break that streak. Yeah, no. I love that. That is so profound to just acknowledge you can't, you know, do the entire some giant project in one day, and that just sets us up for failure. But to really yeah. own the fact that getting one thing done that needs to be done and, and checked off the list and owning then the the value of having accomplished that so that we feel good. Yeah. Right. I think that's leaning into part of the inner work that you do, feeling good, feeling good about what we do and, and owning the value. So, yeah, I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And obviously, you know, Lauren, you are an expert at helping women get clear about their value and identify those careers, different paths or reassess or realign to a career that's going to bring them tremendous satisfaction. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this might feel like a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? 
Yeah, it's not a feeling. It's a fact. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like a, a, it's almost a mini career transition because I never had to do it before. So I'm still learning mm -hmm. how to um, get better at it. But I would say taking on learning those skills of how to, I am very good at talking to people, very good at figuring out what kind of support they need and providing actionable advice. But then I yeah, do the have a hard part. time. Right, right. Yes. I'm great at coaching. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the enrollment part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that transition that um is one of the things that I'm really focusing on and getting better for myself. Right. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, in the conversation with a potential client, you're talking through what's going on for them and what they're struggling with, and you can provide some insights around that. But then there's that transition into, okay, so this is what I'm offering. This is how to work together. This is, so is that the area that's creating that, that feeling of uncertainty? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight around that if you'd like. Sure. All right. Well, here, here you go. See if this lands and we haven't had any prior conversation about this. So hopefully this is on track for you based on what you've shared with me. Um, but the fact that you're having this sort of urge, you know, moment <laughs> when the conversation is going at such a nice jai, you know, speed and connectivity and, and then all of a sudden the brakes kind of come on and, and here we're taking a left-hand turn uh, into what the offer is. So here is a way to feel more aligned, both for you and your potential client is through some key questions as you are wrapping up that discovery part of the conversation about what's going on for them, where are they struggling, what's causing the frustration, and you've possibly provided a little bit of insight. Um, you know, this is not a coaching conversation because let's face it, your deepest work is done when you're actually working with somebody on a long-term basis. So right. the tips and techniques that you can share in a, in a little conversation are really yeah, they're kind of deceiving in terms of they don't create that long-term support. But nevertheless, as you are reaching that portion of the conversation, simply asking a question like, okay, so what I've identified is that this, 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 and this are your challenges and seem to be some real hurdles that are, are keeping you in a career that's not satisfying or confused about which direction to go, those kinds of things. Is that accurate? And, you know, they would validate ideally because you've been listening. And then the, the next just authentic step is to just say, well, do you currently have a plan to fix these things or to okay. provide the solution? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, uh, this is, this is the deeper work that I do. So would you be interested in hearing how I support people just like you to solve X, Y, and Z? Oh, and then they say, yeah, absolutely. And then you're off to the races and talking about how, you know, your program looks and, you know, what you do and how long and those kinds of things. So does that make sense? Yes. I quickly heard of my, my pen scribbling down. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just, those, those powerful, you know, and intentional questions really help with transitions because then you're 
you're just checking in, right? Instead of being salesy and just telling. <laughs> and that's one of the key differences. So hopefully this resonates for you and provides a, a shift in the next conversation that you have. And, and be sure to let me know how this feels uh, when you have that next opportunity to, to speak with a potential client. I have one tomorrow, so I'm okay. going to try this out. Fantastic. All right. Well, be sure to let me know. And, you know, Lauren, as, as I was talking, I was thinking about we're kind of into the aftermath of the pandemic, right? We're in a new normal, if you will. But the, there's no denying that the pandemic had a huge impact on the employment scene. The whole economy shifted in multiple different ways. New jobs started that weren't even around. Old, old opportunities faded away. People realized that, you know what? Maybe this work that I've been doing for the past 10 years isn't really my jam. Uh, so anyway, I would just love to hear about the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do. Well, I, I think a lot of people had to take a step back and re- they, everyone, I think, reevaluated their lives. Like, am mm-hmm. I, we're shutting our house. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of to do Netflix and think about things. Um, <laughs> now, as we come out of it, it's very interesting because uh, I where I was working, we went. Everyone went um, remote. And what I found is that a lot of people they realize as they're going back into the office, their priorities have changed. Like they got used to not having the commute. They've gotten used to a lot of different things. They've picked up different skills, and so they're now reevaluating. Like, is this what I really want to do? I don't. I don't really want to do this. But right. a lot right. of times they don't know what. Yeah, and a lot of times they don't know what it is that they want to do because they've been doing this for so long, some variation of this, and they've been moving up. And they're like, I, I don't know what I want to do, but not this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have no no idea, but what I'm doing is not it. <laughs> yeah, ain't it. Right. Which is perfect because that's exactly what you support women to do is gain that yes. clarity from what I understand. So yeah, it's yeah. perfect. That's kind of what I was thinking in terms of just the wake-up call. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, uh-uh. I, I know I don't like this and we're through it now and we're into a new normal and opportunities are opening up, but uh, what, what now, what for me? And so, yeah, makes perfect sense. Well, Lauren, can you share just a few more specifics in terms of how you do work with women who want to finally own their value and, and have those careers that, that really truly do light them up? Can you share, like I said, a few more details about your philosophy or maybe your approach? I would, well, I'll I'll talk about both. My philosophy is that women are the most powerful being, beings on earth. um, Those who identify as women and I stand by that. Uh (laughs) And therefore we can do most things if we want to. There's some things I can't do. I will never be Simone Biles and doing all those flips. But (laughs) (laughs) what, but people are stronger and smarter and more accomplished than they ever give themselves credit for and one of my biggest things is that when I work my approach when I work with people is really getting to know them and when when I talk to people during our discovery calls or consultations um, if they're interested in working on me one-on-one which is how I do most of my work I make it very clear I said we're going to be doing deep digging into things that you may not expect. We're going to be talking about fears and we're going to, sometimes you may cry. 
you would definitely laugh at some point because I try to keep it not entertaining, but informative while also not being heavy necessarily. Right. Um, and I will hold you accountable. You will get direct advice and steps to do for me. And I expect you to do them. So if you're not ready to do the work, both internally and tactically, you know, let me know when you are ready. Because I, my clients want results. I want results for them. So I'm very honest about mm-hmm. my directness. Um, yeah. It's filled with love, Southern love. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's great. You know, it's so important to be upfront with what to expect and to set the standard for we're going to get some work done here and we're going to actually change your reality in terms of the types of career that you are now going to be aligned with, you know, that clarity and confidence and conviction and readiness to step up to a, a, a new fulfilling level of, of uh, their career. So, yeah, I love that. Well, so how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Uh, they can go to my, my website, taikicoaching.com. It's T-Y-C-H-E-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Um, and every Tuesday, I hold a live stream on uh, LinkedIn called Taiki Tuesday Talks, where I talk about various career transition topics, or I often have guests. I just had a guest today talking about um, interviewing. Nice, nice. And was there anything else that you wanted to add about the work that you do? Because I just want to make sure I didn't interrupt another point that you wanted to make. Are you- I don't know. I, I just want people to believe in themselves and it's harder and really look at what you've done. Cause one of the things I've noticed with literally every single client I have is that they're way more accomplished than what they acknowledge for themselves. Right. They don't take the time to celebrate what they've done. And so they don't, they play small and I'm really big about playing big. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my, I always have to like, pump people up so I'm I'm the biggest I'm a coach I'm the cheerleader and I'm also like the hall monitor like hold on a second did you do it (laughs) but it's not founded on just emptiness I I have a feeling that you do truly profile the value that everybody is is genuinely bringing forward. And so often, for whatever reason, we don't need to get off onto this tangent, but so often people really do have those those limiting beliefs that are keeping them playing small. So it's just a matter of supporting people to really step into owning the value mm-hmm. that they do have. And it sounds like you've got a, an excellent approach for doing that. So yeah, I love that. So that is taikicoaching.com. That's T-Y-C-H-E coaching.com yes correct okay all one word and then linkedin you have taiki talks right (laughs) every tuesday at noon tuesday taiki talks okay (laughs) all right fantastic and i'll put those links in the in the show notes so well lauren you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here in our conversation but if i could tap on you one last time uh in looking at your own experience in building your business What's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? 
that you would feel that multiple times and realize that's normal. I felt that it's way normal, right? two weeks ago, last it week, happens. maybe earlier today. Mm. <laughs> so, and you've been a coach for 10 years. So yes, yes. it's evolve, right? The evolve, yes. evolution. It's, like that's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. And it once is. you accept that, you decide, my whole thing is like decide if this is what you really want. Focus on your motivation. Um, and when you tap into your motivation, that gives you probably just enough energy to do like that one thing that you had to do for the day and, um, and delegate. That's, that was the other big thing. Figure like you might be, you're probably frustrated. Like I was frustrated because I was trying to do everything, but I couldn't do yeah. everything. Oh, so the learning curve yes. comes yes. incredible. Figure not out just, what, you, not just doing it, but then learning how to do it. Yes. And do it well. Yeah. I did a lot of things. Not well. <laughs> right at what cost yes so the, uh, it's okay to get help I know sometimes we think especially if you're bootstrapping I can't afford to help but what you can and do, can't afford to do is not do anything and sometimes you get paralyzed because of that self-doubt and, and like I can't do this I can't do this so mm-hmm. or the just not can... good enough you know this isn't yeah. good yeah. you are good enough you have value you have one of the things that I, I heard um, in one of the 50 million classes that I've bought is I always tell people, think about what your gift is. You wouldn't be coaching or be an entrepreneur if you didn't think you had something to give to the mm-hmm. world. Right. It yeah. is selfish, absolutely selfish for you to keep that from the world. Mm-hmm. And when I, that, that flipped my perspective because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I know it's, it could sound kind of self-centered, but it's really true. Everyone has value and you're just hiding your value because of your self-doubt. There are mm. people out there who need you, who need right. that, that thing that you have. Yeah. That essence of you are the messenger. You aren't yes. it. You are the messenger, the messenger of yes. the impact of the transformation of the information. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just so many, so many golden nuggets. You rolled into that. I was just writing nonstop, but delegate and own your value and realize that it is a bumpy ride because, you know, it's entrepreneurialism. If, is that the word? Yes. Entrepreneurialism? I think that's the word. Uh, but just the fact that it's it's a journey of evolution and we weren't born with the manual per se. So. Yeah. Well, Lauren, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from that first experience that you had with a career coach that was subpar, <laughs> thinking to yourself, man, I could do a whole lot better than this. Uh, and you started then providing coaching work and feeling that that impact that you were making on various different levels of providing support for people from personal finance to general c- career coaching to women to now the mid-career woman, uh, where you are providing that much-needed career change work, helping women who are unfulfilled in their current career positions to discover their next career path and define success on their terms. So I really enjoyed our conversation, and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Lauren Young Durbin at tykecoaching.com, T-Y-C-H-E coaching.com. And be sure to tune in to her LinkedIn channel where she has these Tuesday Tyke Talks. And uh, sounds like there's a wealth of information and um, fun 
uh, fun tips and tricks and, and guests and all sorts of things that uh, she hosts. So, um, so be sure to tune into that. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you have fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right, well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me in our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Lauren Young-Durbin. And as always, here's to your success. <laughs>